Welcome to another episode of the Trifactor Podcast. This podcast is for trainees both local and abroad, exploring the diaspora of all levels of football, be it intercultural, small goal, collegiate, national. If you are a football fanatic, this is for you. If you just stumble upon here by mistake, don't worry, what doesn't make mistakes, this is for you. This podcast is hosted by me, Andre, Osei, and Zwade. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Most importantly, give us your feedback. For future content that you might be interested in. We have a esteemed guest, Mr. Cornell Glenn. Thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, man, no problem, no problem. Uh, right. It's great to be here. I appreciate that. Normally, me and Zwadi just fight for first questions, but we just get yeah. it. Um, no, 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 you're <laughs> fighting for that. You were, you were true. This so, is an old man, so yeah, I don't understand where this comes from. Yeah, outnumbered, boy. That's an old man. So, how you first got into football, bro? Um, who introduced you to the game? What is your first memory of the game? Um, first memory of the game is, you know, probably playing primary school. Um, I'm from Kokorit, originally born and bred in Kokorit. I'm right. still living in Kokorit. And just growing up, you know, um, playing on the basketball court, playing, you know, in, in the back of the plannings on the street, you know, anywhere we can possibly could get, you know, chance to play the game. Right. And from there, you know, Went to St. Agnes Anakan uh, Primary School, and um, some of my fondest memories is you know playing there, playing in the in the the, the infirmary as we know it, the poorhouse in St. James. You know, um, school football, primary school. You, you leave in nine o'clock in the morning to go and play a hot sun game. <laughs> you know, primary school, and and then you know playing with yeah. um, the community team in the, in the, in the Savannah as well. Right. And also, never went to no kind of um, coaching school or anything like that. Okay. All right, all right. Um, no coaching school. So, tell us a bit about your natural abilities. Um, what came um, best to you at a young age? Um, at a young age, um, probably when I started going junior sec, um, scoring seven, eight goals a game in the, in the secondary schools. League. Yeah. Um, I realized that, you know, um, my pace was my biz- biggest advantage, at, you know. Um, yeah. So as as I, really? I grew older, yeah, yeah, I started you know realize it even more, and that is where I I, I met Jab Brown, um, in secondary school, deceased Arthur mm-hmm. Jab Brown, and mm-hmm. he who literally take me under his wings and taught me how to like move off the ball, right. you know, mm-hmm. and you know and and how to use your advantage, you know, as as a player. Okay. Yeah. No, I in and. The pace is one thing I'll always remember about you because I can't remember anybody being faster than you. you know? Seriously, <laughs> I, 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 I rack in my brain thinking how I play on that national team that was faster than It's just the other day I was, I, was, I was telling my nephew that I was faster than Mbappe <laughs> and he was out. No, 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 no. No, I, I was not that. It was, what's uh, this man was ridiculously quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was able to spin on the, on the line and go on quicker spanner and, and the man the man still rolling on the ground, corner on the box already. It was fast. It was fast. It was fast. No, I, I, I think it's one of the boots. things too. I think it's one of the things too. We need to instill in players. You know, not everybody's strengths are the same. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing wrong in pushing past a defender and using your yeah. your speed, your strength. Yeah. You know, to get, you to get past a defender. Exactly, and you, you also can't defend. You can't defend that. For sure. Speed is one of the things in football it's is the most difficult thing to defend. You know, is either you drop way deep or you push up you you push up too high and get beat behind. So you know it's uh having you know the quickness of the ball and on the ball is it it, it could only be advantage for players. Yeah, well a little later I'll tell you how you help me appreciate that. But we'll we'll get into that. Let us see here into them kind of questions. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So um we know your um history at Mukurapu. Um did you pass for Mukurapu Street? Yes, uh, I passed yeah. actually I passed to Mukurapu and my mom asked me, you know, if I want to do a body exam. I said no. I was like, I don't know, because a lot of the, my primary school friends are, as well passed to Mukurapu at the time, you know. Um, um there were a few a couple of schools, I think St. was one that was interested in me to come and play, but you know They um, would be. They don't, um, want, they, they don't want to go. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, I took the route through uh, Mokrapo, which was a junior sec at the time. Um, okay. Spent the three years there, and then I went to um, senior comprehensive. Okay, okay. So, so did, you, did you wear red boots the whole time? 
I, uh, I played in Portugal for two and a half years. We saw before I had some disagreement with um with my agent and and the club. And right. um, you know, I des- I decided to come home. Um, I must stop home. I had a trial with um Peterborough in in England. Okay. And after after about I would say four or five days, they wanted to sign me. But at the time, I never played for the national team, nor did yeah. I have any kind of ties, yeah. you know, um, family ties and such. So it was t- impossible for me to get you my work permit. Yeah, you work, you work and so yeah. I came home and I, I signed with job. That's when I signed with job. Okay. 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 Tell us more about that because, I mean, job was where you... you, you, you did a lot of damage in your pro league. <laughs> that first year was just from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but last first year with Jablote was actually the first year for uh, Terry Fenwick as well. Okay. You know, they, they, they had a big change here. Yeah. We had a we had a monster squad that year. Oh, we had um, yeah, yeah. Brent Sancho, Sid Gray, yeah, yeah. Um, Ansel Elcock. Like you know, we had a lot of players. Kerry, yeah, Kerry was yeah, one Kerry of the younger players there. Players you know, um, Trent Noel was there. You know, a, a, a lot of players was there. Barely at least, let me say, 10 to 11 players that was playing mm-hmm. presently with the national team played with Jabote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that year, we, we won everything that year. I think the following year, Ricky came in. Um, and took over from, from, from Terry. And again, we had a fantastic season. Um, that year, I think I scored, was that year? When I scored the hat-trick against Chicago Fire. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. yeah and, I remember that. I think that was his final game. Know, <laughs> I really had man his final game. It's yeah, one I of those so. games, it's one of yeah. those games where you just play out of your mind and you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that everything just fell, you know, fell in place for me that day. And um, unfortunately, we didn't make it. Even though we won that game 5-3, yeah. we lose in, in Chicago 5-5, five, five, nothing or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we, didn't, we didn't qualify, but as I said, we won almost everything, you know, and you know, I think from from that moment on is where my career started to, you know, go a, a bit uphill. So when did you get your first call up to the national team? Um, my first call up I think was in two thousand and two. Yes, and that was and that was on the back of club. I form can't remember or? exactly. Yeah, well, that was that same year I was talking about with with Ricky yeah, when we played Chicago. So um, it's, it's only time. it was only my second year playing in Trinidad at the time at the professional okay. level. So, yeah. so I yes. I can't cast yeah, well, the top yeah. of my head right now. It was real changing around that time. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that? Um, you know, since that was like the main aspiration and thing from from secondary school. Like, what was that moment like for you getting the call up? Um, it's it is is the one thing that you know, as I said, I I wanted since I was a youth. So obviously, you know, it was a big moment for me. You know, um, when it happened, it brought back flashbacks of me being a ball boy with the national team. You know, and wanted to play in the stadium yeah. and all of that. You know, and wanted to represent and pawn the colors. You know, so yeah. it it is one of those moments. You know that. Made me proud to be to to be a national player, but at that point in time, I still wanted more. You know, I still wanted to to win with the national team rather than just to be, you know, one just team. another player, just another player on the national team. Um, if I could go back for a second, there. So you usually you say you just ask um, like when you when it was. When you first start playing and thing, if it had any player that you model your game after, so either local or international, anything. If had um, any player internationally, that you... definitely George Weir has been my idol from my first Um That's that's the player I looked up to. Um, professionally, to be honest, I, I, I Stan John, you know, oh, yeah. he's the best and greatest goal scorer the country has ever seen. You mm-hmm. know, um, so wanted to be in his place scoring goals. And representing the country, you know, um, definitely inspired me. Okay, okay. But but don't get me wrong, because yeah. at the point in time, there was 
a lot real competition for that front. A lot of competition for that spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, 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 yeah. 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 a lot. Around that time when you understand, you Yeah, guys, Glasgow, they had Nigel so many players at that point in time. It was a hard, it was definitely one of the hardest times to break it in the team. It was hard, it was hard. You can springboard from what you were just saying there. You can speak to the level of um, football of Trinidad and Tobago, the national team, and football in Trinidad at that time. And if you want, you could say where you think um, it started to trend downwards. Um, well, Trinidad and Tobago has always been producing quality players. We will continue to produce quality players. Yeah. And so raw talent across the board. Um, at that point in time, I think um, you have to give credit to the man where credit is. Who Jack Warner had a right. huge influence in getting players playing abroad, right. in getting coaches, getting coaching license, you know, and and make just making sure in general that Toronto Tobago football stays on the map, yeah. you know. So at that point in time, we even though we had the talent, we also had the help getting players abroad. So you had multiple players playing at a high level, you know, consistently. Not just showing up for the club and saying on the bench, come on for five minutes, consistently starting, representing country. You know, we at one point in time, we had, what, four or five players playing in the premiership. Yeah. You know, we had players representing in, in, as far as the J League and some of the top leagues. We had Silvio Span who played in Syria, uh-huh. you know, and I could go on and on. A lot of talented players, but all with the experience internationally. So when you bring that together and you bring the kind of talent we have, you know, the Arnold Dorakas, the, the class schools, you know, we have quality. And obviously, you're going to get, you know, good performances. But I think what the, the 2006 World Cup team had above all was the discipline. You know, the discipline that was put in place by Leo Benhacker, you know, and making no man feel like there was above the other. You know, everyone was treated equally. To White York, to Russell Atopi, you know, to myself, all the way down to Denzel Teobald, who was the youngest player. You know, you mess up, <laughs> he let you know about it. He let you have it. You know, yeah. um, and I think that discipline kind of brought the team together, you know, and closer as a, more as a family unit. You know, and with the talent... You know, and, and, you know, that discipline and coaching obviously pushed us over the line to qualify for the World Cup. And for the reason why we, we, we are going downhill is just mismanagement, you know, um, mismanagement of the TTFA, mismanagement of the funds, you know, um, the, the, the appointment of coaches, who we appoint, you know, when we fire coaches, you know. You know, everything play a role, you know, and every, when you put everything together, you know, it's just going to cause chaos. Uh-huh. If you were to try to uh, explain to a fan, never play professionally and thing, what is the difference for, like you mentioned, Leo Ben Hackaday, what is the difference that uh, a player experiences when, you know, there's just that different level of ma- uh, qual- quality and management and things like that? What, what is that like? Um, as I say, the discipline most importantly, you know, because I've seen coaches come and give preferences, you know, yeah. preference to other players, you know, and, and that kind of divides the dressing room right, and, right, you know, right. creates these little cliques, you know, within the team, you know, and when, when you treat everyone equally, you know, as a coach, you can only get the players to respond to you, especially the players who, I would say are role players because you will hire star players and then you will hire role players, you know, yeah. even though it's a, it's a team sport, you know, um, you will get them to respond, you know, how you want them to respond. And I think that is what he brought to the game. He uh-huh. get us, you know, he was willing to go out there and fight for the coach because we know to the end of the day, we are one unit. He sees us as one unit, you know, as one family, you know, and same way we are willing to go out with, with him. We know definitely he's gonna fight for us. And as we on that topic there, right? So I said you, you taught me something. Well, you were used as a lesson for me in something, eh? 
because you are on record as the man who came the closest twice. To scoring out twice. Well, well, you come the closest <laughs> twice to scoring out World Cup goal, right? Tell us, was was it planned that you would have come on, or was it just totally in response to that red card? Uh, this the whole story behind me being on the national team itself is it's um, it's crazy and to me you know again uh, sometimes I think back I think back um, well I don't know if people remember but to the start of the um the World Cup qualifiers Bertel Sinclair was the coach and mm -hmm. I started the two. The two um, first games in the World Cup qualifiers, uh, which I think was against Costa Rica and someone else, I remember. I was also playing with um, Columbus crew in the MLS at the time. Mm -hmm. And when they fired um, Bertil, that was St. Clair. Against Panama, don't you? Panama, I think yeah, I think, I think that triggered. Yeah. Also, yeah, they fired St. Clair, mm -hmm. brought in um, Leo. Leo call us in and you know we had a friendly he's lay out his rules you know um i guess selected for the the, the gold cup as the 2020 2005 gold cup um, and the first two games in the group stage i didn't play and i was pissed yeah. i was absolutely pissed you know and i was walking around the the, the, the camp not talking to anyone headphones on you know i young at the point i was what 24 at the time um, headphones on and talking to nobody. I come, I eat, I go back to my room, I go to training, I head back straight to my room. You know, and the final game, well, actually, I came on against Panama in the second game and I scored. Mm. And that made me even more angry at the point in time because I believe I should have been starting because right, right. I was in a lot of form. Um, the final game, he, he started me. That's against Colombia. It was a 12 o'clock game in Miami. Someone <laughs> plays in <her. laughs> And I was playing a right wing and I had one of the worst games of my life. Uh, I was sub at halftime. <laughs> and I was never selected on the Chaldi campaign after that again. Wow. Um, until I think Kenwin got injured going into the first leg of the barring game. Yeah. And I was recalled to come back home. And the night I arrived in the hotel, um, they told me the coach wanted to talk to me. So I went and met him and I sat down. And as soon as I sat down, I said, coach, I want to apologize for my behavior in um, the Gold Cup. I say I was, you know, I was totally wrong. I was being selfish. You know, and, you know, I want to be a part of this. Mm. And he said, all right. He said, never do that again. You understand? He said, never do that again. And that's how I get back into the team. I didn't play any of the Barrett games. Yeah. And I went back to the, to the, to the state. Actually, um, I, was with, I was with LA Galaxy at the time. Oh, sorry. No, no. The next year, I get traded to LA Galaxy. Sorry. Mm. And I started off the season in amazing form. I scored three goals in my first four games. And in the fifth game, which was about two weeks, a week before I had to fly back home to meet the team to go into camp for the World Cup squad, I torn my, my um, hamstring. Hamstring, yeah. Hamstring I and torn my hamstring completely. Yeah. And I started crying because at that point in time, I knew... It was over, and I cried for weeks. Um, they flew me back to Trinidad still. And I had a meeting with the coach first day back, and he sat me down with the doctor after I did a series of tests and stuff. And they told me I was out for three and a half weeks. The World Cup was in a month's time. Mm -hmm. At that point in time, I, was, I thought they was going to leave me home. Um, but he said to me, we're going to cry you still. We're going to have the physios and doctors work on you. But we're going to carry um, Evans-wise right, in yeah. case you don't recover in time. Right. That was the reason. Yeah. And unfortunately, how things happen is that 
we went to England for, I believe, a, a 10-day camp or something like that, or seven mm -hmm. days or something like that. And Silvio's fan ended up pulling his hamstring. Mm -hmm. I ended up recovering in time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Evans was just slugging for Silvio. Silvio. So, um, yeah. And I ended up keeping my spot. Um, we played a series of uh, World Cup qualifier games mm -hmm. throughout the time. And again, I was pissed. He wasn't playing me at all until the mm -hmm. final warm-up game. But the only game I played was against St. Pauli. And mm -hmm. I remember telling myself, Cornell, this game is going to determine whether you get minutes in a World Cup or not. Right, and right, I right. went out and I had one of the best games. I didn't score in that game, but I think I had some like two or three assists. But I had one of the best games of my life. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's the story on how I ended up making the team to go to the World Cup. Wow. Mm -hmm. Destined to be. But yeah, but what I want to know is <laughs> no, you're telling me. You're telling me. Okay. You used to coast when you're not playing, right? Yeah. Was it part in plan before that game with Sweden? That <laughs> you would I get any involvement or coach was like I right, no, definitely not. not. Um right. when when Avery got the red card. Red um, card, yeah. Everyone on the bench thought he was going to pull on a defensive player. Me too. Every single Everybody person sitting there thought, um, I think was a T-ball or somebody else was the next defender on the bench we were looking at. And when my name was called, I was shaking in my shoes. <laughs> and my instructions was from the coach is go and do what you're accustomed to doing. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I understand. So yeah. from that, I know throughout all the games and stuff, he liked me to attack and get behind the defense, you know, and that kind of thing. So my job was to just play off a stern when we hit it long mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and filter back on the, on the right side or the left side, depending, mm -hmm. because sometimes you used to play without a winger and the yeah. striker is the one... You know, okay. the second striker was the right. one who had to fill the Picking up everything, yeah. 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 Watch me that, that introduction, because that is why I say somebody, say you really can't teach speed, right? <laughs> and, that is, and is that moment really... Because when, <laughs> yeah, because when that ball rock against that crossbar, so you know, it's like, Boy, oh, well, let me right. take it here. Let me, you you <laughs> take the point. <laughs> you <laughs> take the point. And they just fell back, you know. And that, that really was a pivotal moment in the game. You know? And I mean, I was like, wait, boy, I know, I, I see what I mean. It, it, that, I will always remember that moment for that. Yeah, yeah, remember what I was, what I, was I think we um Bobola Curry, some channel, yeah. eating I, some I, bread. If yeah, I tell you, let me back on about that day. <laughs> if I tell you, I'll, I'll, yeah. you have time for that tonight, but I will yeah, tell you, yeah, yeah. back about that day. That, that's our story. You, you won't believe. All right, all right. Um, so um, you played for the um, legendary Metro Stars. How, how did you get scouted to the MLS? As I said, the, the game against Chicago Fire, you know, um, obviously yeah. when MLS teams play, you know, they are scouts from all the teams watching players, you know. Um, so it was basically a kind of a toss-up between Chicago and the Metro Stars. Um, I kind of choose the Metro Stars being, you know, I had family members living in New York at the time, right. you know, so it was <laughs> it was kind of the better I choice, you know. Yeah, um, easy pick. Yeah. It's a trend, mm -hmm. right? You're talking to Central Africa, you say when you're, when you're in New York, it's like your home. So yeah, uh, I yeah, think yeah. that would be an easy choice. Um, so you can tell us about playing, playing in New York? Um, as I say, at, the, at that time, Metro Stars was actually playing in G New Jersey. Um, so you know, I had to when I get free weekends off, I'll take an hour drive or so to go to New York. Right. Um, it was it was an eye opener, you know. Um, it was that year I got my first, you know, Puma contract. You know, Puma right. shipped me like. Thirty <laughs> pairs of boots that year, um, you know. So, so you kind of open, you kind, you know, send your different boots to test. You know, right, some was right, crap, right, some right. good. You know, so it was, it was an eye opener. You know, um, it's the first time really being in a, a professional settings like that. Yeah. You know, and and traveling that much, because if people, what people don't realize is the US is a huge, huge, huge country. 
you know sometimes you will you will take 12 hours you know 15 hours to go from new york to to, to la and that kind of thing and then you have the three hour difference in in new york it's a really different thing and then you, you might go from there and you head to colorado and that kind of thing so it's it's really difficult playing in the mls you know um, and i've learned a lot playing there and uh, you know it's 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 one of those things i think the first thing there is one of those things that I really wish that I had back because a lot of injuries kept back. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I was grateful for the opportunity, you know, either way. Oh, Stark, what make you choose 13 as your, number, your, your preferred number to play? Um, most as people I said, there's a unlucky. story. There's a yeah, story let me hear the story. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> there's a story behind everything, you know. Um, 13 was chosen when I was going Mokrapo Senior Comprehensive. And my mm -hmm. first year in the school, um, I showed up on the last day of trials and I got dropped by Ron Lafferty for a mm -hmm. guy that I wouldn't call his name that was wearing number 13. I remember watching the game. <laughs> and the guy was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> After the first game of the season, or the second game of the season, and you know, she dropped the guy and called me in, and 13 was the only number I had. So that's <laughs> I Not because I chose it, but it was the only it chose number you. I had at it the time. You. <laughs> it chose you. Right. So I just, you know, I just, I just stuck with the 13, you know. Right, right, right. I see <laughs> You suck good, man. I hear ten when good players get injuries. Eh? I was always saying, wait, boy, wait. It was, I know two, yeah, had his, your yeah, hamstring was one major one, and then it was your knee. Hamstring and, um, yeah, the knee, I started getting problems. The thing with the knee is that all my knee injuries was, um, I got playing with the national team. Yeah, um, yeah. To get show, the one in the World Cup was, you know, the one in the World Cup, um, well, as I, all of my serious injuries, Mm -hmm. I put me out for extended period. That time I got from the national team. Broke my arm. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, um, torn well, ACL. Yeah. We had a game against um the US. We played in this in the, in, this, in the um in the stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, we had a we had a, a really good game that game. We came and we lost game um one nil. I think this was in ninetieth minute. Yeah, um, Game done. Went back to the hotel. Take a bath. Went then. Had a good time. Went back to the hotel. When I wake up in the morning, I couldn't walk. <laughs> I had to travel back to the team, fly back to the team, the team in the US. I think I was at San Jose at the time. And I did an MRI, I had a torn meniscus. So, <laughs> you know, so. But, but that's something, that's yeah. something I remember over the years, is something that not even just Trinidadian players, but like just all international football, I noticed like yeah. a lot of players get injured on international break. You think there's any like reason behind that specifically, or? Um, I think I think a lot. Uh, part of it um has to do a lot with fatigue, um, um, traveling, jet lag, you know, and then you're going into to to a competitive game, which is most times more competitive than club football. Um, you know, um, when you when when you play in big country, you give your all, you know, um, and players abroad give their all definitely. Um, and then you know, um, it's I think international football is more aggressive. Mm -hmm. You know, as I said, you know, it's 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 more competitive, it's more aggressive because when you play in World Cup qualifiers, if you lose, there's no to I will make back up them three points tomorrow yeah. right, or right, next right. week. You mm -hmm. know, and things like that. So I think it's more aggressive. You know, um, more contact. You know, um, there's a few times I could recount well where. Could have ended my career playing with the national team. Um, as I said, the 2006 World Cup, um, when I was in Metro Stars, after my third game, again, I started the season fantastic. Yeah. I scored a, a double against San Jose. I scored against New England. And then I left on um, international duty. And I, I got my ankle around completely, you know, um, mashed up, you know, torn ligaments. My ankle was out for weeks when I lost my spot really? in the Metro Stars. You know, so, you know, um, and it could be a, a, a lot of bad luck involved as well, you know. Um, 
man, man, that is why I just need yeah. to. Now I told you 13 because I mean, <laughs> most men just breaks from that number because you know, superstition. And I was like, dog, this man had to try something different. <laughs> uh, I mean, you score, um, we see a highlight, score some real good goals in, in the MLS. Um, which one is your favorite one? Um, my favorite one is that actually posted the other day was a goal against New England. Um, I think is 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 a striker's goal. You know, uh, had a perfect first touch and finish. You know, um, but my goal against San Jose quick, where I scored the the, the back heel flick, um, could definitely rival it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw next one today. Um, you catch him on the line. I put three leg and he tried to grab you and you dust him off. Steve Jolly, Steve Jolly. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Jolly, yeah. <laughs> and you're gone. <laughs> you want to try this camper. You're gone. Yeah, so yeah. You have some, yeah. some buggers. Um, which team um, in the MLS, which one was your favorite stint and why? Um, favorite was Columbus. Um, for Columbus, um, I think the the love from the the the, the fan base, you know, was amazing, and I think it's one of the. Even though it was it was marked with a lot of injuries, I played left wing for like ninety percent of the season, okay. you know, mm-hmm. and left halfway during the season to go and play the Gold Cup, mm-hmm. you know. I think like my time there, you know, I felt most welcome. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff was going on internally with the club and. You know, um, again, as I said, there's a story to everything. The, yeah, the reason story, why I got traded from that club, I will never forget it um, <laughs> because I wanted to stay there so badly. Um, right. To the end of the season, we had a horrible season and they hired a new coach. Um, what was the coach name again? I can't remember at the point in time, but right. they hired a new coach and to the end of the season, he kept a two-week camp. After the first week at the camp, I got a call from the national team. That's when I get a call to come back for the barring game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right? The call was on a Friday afternoon, about after four or five o'clock. Um, I went to the coach and I went to the, the, the managers and I was like, listen, I've now got a call. They want me to come back for the barring game. They say, I can't leave until I get the letter yeah, from the, the TTF here. Yeah. Office closed all weekend. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I sit in my room crying. These people don't want me to leave. Mm-hmm. I call my agent. I explain him where it is going. He said, Cornell, pack your things and leave. Oh. I packed up everything, told no one bought a ticket, came out <laughs> after that. <laughs> While I was home on vacation to the end of the season, I got the news. I uh, Somebody messaged me, the saw it online, I get traded. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you find out online? You, you find out online. Find out online. <laughs> oh, wow. I must say that. Uh, that's because that's yeah. So they, they, they vexed you for wanting to be on a World Cup, man? No, but I mean, you're supposed to get released to national duty, so I don't yeah. understand. You're supposed to get released. I understand their point that they needed to see the letter from no, for sure. But yeah. at, at yeah, the yeah. point in time, you know, you, you, you gotta understand, you know, yeah, it's one the of letter? the biggest games. Yeah, the letter was sent, I think, um, late, the late Saturday or somewhere, but by then I was already gone. They're gone. They're, they're, they, 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 tra- they trade as soon as they find out they leave. As soon as they find out they leave. Yeah, they trade the backside. So let me ask a lighter question. Eh? Um, I was watching, who was this boy? Like in basketball, I was watching Kevin Garnett talking about something. So if I have any player that you remember for how much they trash talk on the field? <laughs> um... I think trash talking, you know, is a part of is a part of football. You know, I think once you're in a dressing room, you have to be able to take off. <laughs> you know, um, I think on the national team, you know, coming up with guys like Arnold and then the American crap talk. He was terrible, us. You will cry if you can't handle it. And <laughs> it's sad yeah. to say I was one of the trash talkers. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I you know. That's part, yeah, part of the game. That's that part of the game being in a, in a dressing. Right, right, right. 
So who was the most difficult opponent you ever faced? The most difficult opponent? I think um, internationally, I had to say playing Mexico in Mexico. Hmm. Um, I think I don't care what country it is. Once you you go and and and, and really take on Mexico really. in, especially the Azteca, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, much yeah, thousands yeah, yeah, yeah. of meters above sea level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen players, you know, had to run off the field because a nose bleed. I've mm-hmm. seen guys feeling like you know you want to pass, or I myself, you know, you you just feel like there's no air. You know, and it's it's one of the most difficult conditions to, to play any kind of sport in or do any kind of physical activity once you're not, you know, acclimatized. It's really, really difficult. So, like, um, what was your involvement in the game? I know you're supposed to be, you know, coaching and thing, but since the football and all slowed down, what, what was going on with you? What, what, what's going on with Colin Gwen these days? Um, right now I have a, I have a food business business in Shogunas. Um, I had a bar in in El Sicuro. I closed it down to the start of the the um the pandemic um yeah, last yeah, yeah. in March. Um, I think it was one of the wiser decisions I made. Very much. <laughs> and I opened a, a food business in Shogunas, the Embassy Grill. Um, okay, okay. I also was was coaching. Um. For the few years that I've been back home, I coach Club Sandro as coaching oh. Club Sandro as the assistant with Angus um, first year. Then I coached the the under sixteen team. Um, we won the the pro league knockout in twenty nineteen, and we were gearing up to have a, a really good season yeah. in twenty twenty until you know, you know all this happened so as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. At this point in time, just is that's about you know seeing business, seeing about business and getting you know getting things in order. You know, um, hopefully you know sports can reopen and you know we could get get back you know to helping the youths again. Okay, and in terms of like your licenses and badges and things, what do you have on the table so far? Um, I have a USB license. Um, okay. Um, so soon, um, probably in the, in the near future, I might if I co- want to continue. I'm not too sure yet if I want to continue. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the environmental part. Suiting. Yeah, understand mm-hmm. how it goes. Um, um, but there is other avenues where you can help. You know, um, players. Another mm-hmm. way you can help players, and also I'm um, I'm also looking into that right now. All right, that, that I like all that song. So definitely, you you gave us I, well. I, I, you didn't see it out explicitly, but your, your, your favorite moment on your national team was what? Let me just get confirmed. Your, your most treasured moment. moment, special yeah. moment, had to be um, qualifying for a World Cup. All right. So um, what was your? Think anything could be that. All right. So tell me what was the inverse of that? The, your 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 lowest moment in terms of like your playing career. It doesn't have to be just the national team. Um. Worst moment is is you know I think there's there's a few is just um getting injured at the wrong point in time, mm-hmm. you know I, I, I throughout my career I had a knack for for getting injured just at the point in time where yeah, boy. you know I was in peak peak form, you know mm-hmm. you know every time I I start scoring goals and I start you know um doing good things and you know sometimes surprising myself you know because after the first two games the in in the in the World Cup, you know, I was doubting that I could have competed at that level, you know, mm-hmm. um, and my confidence started to grow. And yeah. it's the Paraguay game. I, I honestly felt at, in that yeah. game that, you know, I could have scored, you know, because mm-hmm. I started off the game playing real well. Yeah. And I had a header that I went up forward, you know, the amazing save from the goalkeeper in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bama came and got injured, yeah, you know, yeah. and... and Throughout my career, that has been, you know, um, the team yeah. repeatedly. Our current team, um, yeah. So yeah. I just uh, I string a bad luck, I guess, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I, so I was always wonder, like, does it cause you to like doubt yourself or reflect? Because just the other day, I I coasting on them Bailey, <laughs> right? Because that boy have the world of speed, the world of potential, yeah. and he just. If you're not injured, you're doing something, Lutish. <laughs> so, as one, I, I'm wondering, like, how, 
injuries like that might affect a player mental. You think that like how that did that impact you in any way? You think? Um, I think after the the um the 2006 injury, the process that I had to go through to get mm-hmm. back to playing toughened mm-hmm. me up so much that at that point in time, I, when I came back out, I, I don't think anything could have, you know, um, could have, could have, yeah, bring me down or demotivate me or anything like that because after that injury, I lost my contract with, with um, LA Galaxy. The following year, they brought in David Beckham and rebranded the team. I was mm-hmm. pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was a huge opportunity for me, you know. Um, yeah. And I came and get injured, but it took me a year and a half of constant wolf wow. pain, you know, um, to 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 get back and to do it on my own because I basically had to pay therapists, pay yeah, yeah. doctors, pay everything out of my own pocket, you know, to, 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 to exactly to get back on track. So, so just you know, one, um, one question, Cornell. So. Because they got injured, they could they could have just cancelled the contract. I had a year option with the team uh, the up to, to well, pick up the option. option. They declined it. And they, they declined it. And they declined it. Understood, understood. Um yeah, so 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 that mm-hmm. and even before the injury, I spent six weeks because when I went back to the 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 galaxy after that, they run a series of tests and they realized that the, the, the ACL was was partially torn. And you know, I spent six to seven weeks trying to to strengthen and rehab and everything. And the first game back out, out I completely torn it. Mm-hmm. Um, so even that that six weeks there, where I had to work so hard, gain shape, strength, and the Americans, I don't know if you know, they are big on fitness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they are mm-hmm. huge on fitness. For you know. Sure. So when they when they when they drilling you, they drilling. And I hated fitness. I hated fitness. I hate long runs. When I do the short sprints and everything all day. Yeah, yeah, when they start, when they pass ten minutes going up the road there, I want no part of it. You know, um, but you know, just to to be able to put in that work, just to get myself back on track. You know, I was grateful for the club that did the contract. Even though I got injured with the national team, um, did the surgery. Sorry, even mm-hmm. though I got um injured with the national team, and you know I'm grateful for them for that. You know, but I had to come home and you know, basically get my head together and and and, and I found I found a proper physiotherapist. You know, I worked with a couple of doctors in Trinidad, and and I just put in the work. I put in the work. Put in the work. Did a lot of. Uh, I can't swim, but I have to do a lot of pool work, yeah. running in the pool, you know, trying to get learn to swim by force, you know. Um, so after that year and a half, I'm constantly trying just to get back on the field again on my own. And mm-hmm. I think uh, at that point in time, I realized, you know, there's nothing really, you know, could 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 knock me off, could bring me down Mind. at that point. Mind monster. Yeah. As a fast national player. A man with your exploits, your talent, your ability, and thing. What is your give a give a piece of advice to a young player who might be somewhat like Conor Glenn, raw talent, you know, going not not necessarily in the in the direct thing. What advice you would give to a young player like you? Um, if you want it, go for it. Um, if you truly want it, go for it. Because if you want something, nothing should stop you from it. You know, as I said, I grew up, I was born and bred in Kokorit. Kokorit is not the best place on earth. There's a lot of uh, bad influence. There's a lot of, you know, distractions. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I wanted, you know. Um, and I had a saying when I was growing up, um, every second that I spend on the field is a, is, is a second away from getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, is a second of do, away from doing something negative. Um, so whenever it had training, it will have, it will have, as I call it, now it will have this, it will have line here, yeah. you know, um, but I will go and train. Yeah, I'll yeah, make yeah. sure I'm being trained. I'll see you in the zest after. <laughs> I'll make sure I'm going and train. Yeah, you yeah, know, you're um, right. No, after you run 10 minutes, boy? After you run 20 minutes, something? I don't know if you remember, it had Ash Wednesday games. Yeah, and everybody yeah. going on fat and yeah, party, yeah, yeah. and I was like, mm-hmm. hell no, I stay home because I know I have a game because this is yeah. what I want, you know. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, whatever you want, do, do for it. Don't let nobody and anything stop you from it. All right. Yeah, all right. I appreciate that. Unless that, so, um, yeah. Andrew, remember his question. I, 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 I have. All right. All right. So you'll answer after me. Um, is the last question, guys. So. I was taking it kind of light here. So, are you um are you a, a piano of the game? So are you uh you watch real football still or you just play video game nah. football and thing? Nah. Not really. I don't play. I don't play video game. I have a few games I might play on my phone and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I'm still watching football. I prefer. I watch like when it have big games. I'm a huge Chelsea fan. Uh, Chelsea play Manchester um, on Sunday, yes, Sunday, Sunday yeah. so I watch yeah. that game. Um, right. But other than that, I'm I, I prefer to watch other sports. I watch a, a ton of basketball. Right. Um, <laughs> understand? Uh, Miami Heat. Miami, okay, cool. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, so um, I think I think once you live that life, you know, um, at some point in time, you kind of you know you you want time off. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially during football season, sometimes you just want to kick back, relax, and do something completely different, get your mind off, right? Yeah. That kind of thing. That's totally understandable. All right, all right. Yeah. So, Cornell, bro, um, we really appreciate yeah. you coming on. Trust me, we thank you for the hour. Um, this podcast is just to shine a light on your, um, your story for somebody to learn something and uh, for you to just tell your story um, with your narrative. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, bro. Yes, man. And once you have an opportunity and thing might bring you back again, you never know what will happen. Yeah, yeah no problem. I, I yeah, duck, I've been ducking all the for the longest time. <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> ducking, bro. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, no. It just didn't reach on the end, right? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's how I said to man does approach people now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's our system man those approach people. Yeah. That is all I see. Hey, those studies are there. Somebody had to do it. Well, we are really yeah. appreciate yeah. coming on, bro. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And watch me. Thank you for your service to the national team. I really have good memories here. It, yeah. I mean, knowing what some of you guys go through, especially dealing with certain administrative elements and things, and the general Trinidadian public is not easy. So if you never heard it before, thanks very much uh, for your national yeah, man. service. Thanks, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I thank thanks you for, for bringing me. I, I thank you for bringing your red shoes, though. That that <laughs> changed the game. That changed the game for everybody. Everybody <laughs> start wearing all kind of colors and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah. All right, all right. All the best. Thanks again, Colonel. Have a good one. All right.